Welcome to the Well Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experience the presence of God through this message by our senior leadership. This past week, I celebrated my birthday. Yeah. I've officially made it longer on the earth than Jesus did. Turned 34 this week. And, uh,. I was given these gifts. I don't want anybody, let's not, we're not changing things here. We're gonna keep pressing in for God. I was given these gifts, $50 bills that I was given from different people. And there was this theme of 50 for some reason that was happening throughout my birthday. And my mom, who's the pastor of this church, she, she said, I really feel like that was a prophetic sign from the Lord of Jubilee over your life. If you don't know what the year of Jubilee was, it was a law that was instituted by God over the Jewish people. You know, they were given a rhythm in life on a weekly basis that they were to work six days and on the seventh day have Sabbath rest. And then they were also given a, a law that every seven years they were to have Sabbath rest, that they would, they would work for six years upon their land. And then on the seventh year, they were told to let the land rest, that the land could be healed. And he promised that on the sixth year, before the year of rest would come, that he would bring triple the crops to them to provide for them in the year of rest. And then seven times seven, every seven sets of seven years on the 50th year was the year of Jubilee. Now this year of Jubilee, what would take place is that there would be emancipation from all debt that people had obtained in their life. That all debt that they owed somebody else was to be forgiven on the year of Jubilee. And then the land that was given to their families, if they had sold it to pay for their debts, it was to be returned to the original, to the original family. So it was a time of emancipation of all debt. It was redemption of that which was lost was to be returned. And then there was a command for that year that as you would go back to your family's land, you were to rest, you were not to work but that the time, the year that they would have was to be given to family. It was a time of rest, but that meant that there was gonna be radical provision that would need to be taken place. So every 50 years, on the day of atonement, the sound of a trumpet would go forth, that sins were forgiven and the year of Jubilee has come. And the Jewish people knew what this meant. They knew that it meant all weight that they carried, that maybe it was passed down from one family member to the next, was forgiven. That they had to have radical trust and obedience that God is the God of this earth. He actually says in Leviticus 25, he says, look, remember, the land which you have is not your land, it is mine. You are mere sojourners here upon this earth that we were given as stewards over this land. And every 50 years was a reminder that he is the God of this earth. Not only the God of this earth, but the God of the provision for you to, to live here in this life. And so this is a regular custom for the Jewish people. This, this law was instituted and then roughly 1500 years go by. 
on the tail end of 500 years of silence, an eternal being looks down upon the earth, the one who created the heavens above and the earth below. And he says, I think it's time for the plan that we put into motion to continue. This is the one that wraps himself in glory, that when he reorganizes his room, it's stars moving. The one who always was, who always is, and always will be, looks down upon the earth, and he says that plan that we put into motion from the beginning of the ages, now is the time. And he strips himself from all of his deity. crosses all the universes and plants himself inside the womb of a virgin woman. So my people are lost. They need to find their way home. And so this God becomes man. And he grows up here upon the earth. And after 30 years of being hidden, he makes his declaration into the public eye, into the ministry that he is to fulfill. After living a sinless life, the Son of God makes this declaration. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Speaking of the year of Jubilee, this God who became man says, I am the Jubilee that is to come. I am here to proclaim that it is time for you to enter in to Jubilee. So then he goes and he continues his life, sinless, perfect, without spot or wrinkle, on mission to become sin for us, that we may become the righteousness of God. He thought it was a better idea to display his love to show all principalities and powers in heavenly places, to make a public spectacle of them, to demonstrate his love through the most grueling death imaginable to man. Instead of deciding to start over, he knew that the original plan was always to suffer, to be broken, to be beaten, to be ashamed in front of all of the world, to a bunch of people that didn't deserve it to show his love in this way. And so he picked up his cross after being beaten, unrecognizable, to the point where blood is coming out like sweat from his body. This perfect man, the God, the creator of heavens and the earth, comes to demonstrate his love. You see, on the year of Jubilee, as I mentioned, it began on the Day of Atonement. A ram's horn 
was blown to declare liberty to the captives, to take off all oppression. And so Jesus, instead of a horn being blown, declares that year upon an old rugged cross. Instead of the sound of a trumpet, it's the sound of pain and agony. Why would this King of glory come to sacrifice his life for those that did not deserve it? And on that moment, all of the consequences of sin rested upon the final sacrifice, the final sacrificial lamb. The sacrifice that is sufficient, not for all sin that was at that time, but every sin that will ever be committed, the blood was sufficient for. And so he takes this most gruesome death upon the cross, separated from the Father. For the first time ever, he experiences the full weight of sin. Matthew 27, verse 51 says this, And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. From top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tomb after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those were with him keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place. They were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the Son of God. You see, the only response to seeing a king like that is awe and wonder. The only appropriate response to seeing the king of glory is to fall to his feet. Three days go by, and a tomb starts to shake. All hope was lost. Can you imagine the confusion of the time? The one that they realized was the Messiah, the one they had been waiting for had just been crucified. All hope was lost. And then the stone was rolled away. And out came a king with nail-pierced hands and a hole in his side. The king of glory, resurrected king, defeated death in the grave. See, the grave can't contain our king. They thought they had won. And then three days passed and our king comes out stronger than ever having the keys of death in his hands. And he hands them to you and I and says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. For there's one coming. There's one coming that will fill you with power from on high, that you will be witnesses of me across the earth. The only appropriate response that we have 
after this king of glory defeated death in the grave, took all sacrifice of sin, all the punishment of sin upon him, the only appropriate response is to forsake all and to follow him. I want you to stand back up. Who is this king of glory, strong and mighty? Who is this king of glory, high and lifted up? Jesus, we need you here upon this earth. We need you to be seen in our city. So we forsake all. We pick up our cross to follow you, King Jesus. We say yes to your calling to proclaim the year of jubilee to this earth. That all of the consequences of sin, all of the debt that we owe has been paid for by the final sacrifice upon the cross. And you have returned us once again to our homeland, the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Good Pleasure, heaven upon earth. We are home once again. And it is time for his bride to declare jubilee here in the city. There is a celebration. This king is alive. The king is alive. The king is alive.
7:14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I'd like us to take a moment this morning to pray that Jesus would come and heal our city. See, Jesus is the answer to every issue that we face in this day. He is the cancellation of all debt against humanity. He is the redemption of our homeland, of heaven upon this earth once again, that we were all meant to live in. We were all meant to live and to spread the garden of his pleasure, the garden of Eden here across this earth. And so I wanna invite you this morning. We're gonna make a couple of, let's, let's make groups of maybe four or five. Let's spend some time in prayer for revival. He is moving all throughout this nation right now. I don't want him to pass us by. Lord, would you come and heal this land? Would you come and make yourself the main thing in our midst, God, that all the peripherals, all of the things of your kingdom, Lord, would become less desirable to the king of the kingdom that you would be the main point, Jesus, that you would be the one that is high and lifted up, that we would see you in your glory here in this city, God. Come and move in wonder, come and move in power. Come and heal our land, restore that which was lost, God. We declare the year of Jubilee over this city. We declare the Jubilee over this church. We declare jubilee over our homes, over our families. For rest, that you are our rest. You are our Sabbath, Jesus. You said that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So we call forth from the north, the south, the east, and the west that the children of God would come home and find rest at the feet of the cross find rest at the feet of the one who matters most, who always was and who always will be, the King of glory, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. We find rest in you, King Jesus. Come and be our rest. Come on, pray it like you mean it. We lift you up, Jesus. We are in desperate, of you, God. This country cannot continue without you, Jesus. We cannot continue without you, Jesus. Let your presence come and fall upon this nation to be a sign that you are with your people, God. Come and do what only you can do, Jesus. Come on. Continue to lift up your voices to heaven. We need you, Lord. Let your son be glorified. Let your son be seen here upon the earth. May he be high and lifted up that all men would be drawn to him. That we would run casting off our burdens off the weight of the sin that holds us down, that holds this nation down. Let the burdens be lifted once
once again. Jesus, we're in this to see you high and lifted up. We're in this to see the King of glory here upon this earth. So we speak life to the dry bones, life to those which are dead, life, 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 life. in Jesus' name. We cancel the assignment of the enemy right now. And I say that shame, you have no place in the people of God. I declare hope. I declare vitality. I come against all lethargy that's been in the church and complacency. And I speak to the body of Christ and I say, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. This is your finest hour. This is your finest hour. Come on, it's time for the church to arise. Awaken your bride, God. Awaken your bride that we may be carriers of your glory. A river, a river flowing, a river flowing, a river flowing 
a river flowing. Come on, I see a river flowing. I see a river flowing, going outside of its banks. It's flowing through the Grand Rapids area, but it's not stopping through Grand Rapids. It's actually infiltrating this whole entire state is being enveloped by the glory and the presence of God. It's nothing that man can usher in. It is the sovereign hand of God. Father, I thank you for awakening in your church greater than the days of the Jesus movement, greater than the days of the second awakening. I thank you, God, that this will be greater and mightier because it's your hand that's upon it. It is your time. It is your due season. I say we cancel all debt in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, give him a shout. you Jesus we glorify you it's all about you Jesus it's all about you God it's all about you God
want to open up this area in front, and if you're online, this is a great opportunity that if you either do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you're not walking with Him, or the second one is you've just fallen away, you're cold, you're dry, but something is happening in your heart. There's a newfound hunger and thirst. Do not let this opportunity go by. This is a moment in time when God touches your heart that a seed is being sown and he will bring the increase. If that's you and you say, I want to walk in a fuller measure of the presence of God in my everyday life, not just on a Sunday morning, not just when I'm watching online, but I really want to know Jesus intimately and personally. I want to just once again rededicate my life to him. I want to surrender my life to him and just let go. I see a picture of a man that's climbing up a side of a mountain and his foot keeps slipping and there's little step, like little pebbles that are coming up like shattering underneath his foot he keeps trying to get another another place where he can land his foot so that he can climb up further but the same thing keeps happening over and over again and finally he lets go and the harness that he's attached to grabs him and saves him. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, there's some of you in here, you've been trying so hard on your own. You could be watching online and you've just grown weary. You've even been doing good. You're just weary. He says, let go. Holy Spirit will come and comfort you. If that's you, come on up. This is a day of new beginnings. This is a day you get to fall back in the arms of Jesus. Pastor Matthew mentioned on that seventh day of rest, you realize that we actually enter that rest every day. We cease from our own works because it is finished. song we used to sing and I feel like it's appropriate right now because we are all one we're one in the spirit we are one in the Lord we're not fragmented pieces out there on our own we're actually part of a beautiful body of Christ 
the Spirit, as your brother and sister in Christ. visiting here welcome we're so happy to have you with us come on let's give them a hand clap for being with us this morning I realize when I'm in a meeting like this I want to sow into the kingdom of God so we're gonna put the text to give up here so that you can sow that way God is moving God is moving I was watching the Jesus uh, revolution movie oh come on and in my heart I thought do it again Lord he said I'll do it greater than that and I just really felt like this move of God is is, is happening already 
and it's it's sovereign. It's it's. And I understand that they're always sovereign, but this one is not going to be about an individual. It's not going to be one person ushering this in. It's going to be all over, and we're already hearing it. I hear it in my revival group from Bethel. It's like there's God is is he is especially like really interrupting and invading college campuses. It's amazing. It's such an opportunity to be praying for your college campus. If you're in college, stand to your feet. Father, we declare a great outpouring right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for boldness. We thank you, God, for your grace, for your favor, for your anointing. It's nothing that man can do. It's all of you. And so we just stir up the gift, though. It says stir up the gift that is within you. So I declare over you to stir up that gift. Begin to pray in the Spirit. Ask God for divine interruptions. They'll be of Him. You don't have to force it. It will be of Him and that you be sensitive to the spirit of the living God. This can happen whether you're watching, you're, you're on Zoom and you're doing school online, or whether you are in a, a physical brick and mortar. Either way, God is moving. We're not gonna limit him. I believe that he's going to use the media in a greater level than we've ever seen before. So God, I thank you for awakening your youth and invading the college campuses. And we say yes, 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 and amen, and amen, and amen. There's something that's um, really powerful if you want to practice this, and it'll help you get your mind stayed upon Christ. It's called a clean sheet. You get up in the morning, you spend five minutes writing down all those rapid thoughts that are racing through your mind. Keep a journal by your nightstand, on your nightstand by your bed and just begin to write. And what you're doing is you're literally getting rid of all of those thoughts. Some of them you'll re read and be like, whoa, God was on that. Others you'll realize it's nothing other than distraction. You get it on there, you can keep it or you can throw it away, but it's just, it's a clean sheet. Start your day off with Jesus. Ushers, if you want to go ahead and receive the offering um, for anybody you want to give by check. We're, we're trusting God in this season. It's just amazing what he's doing. Like we didn't trust him last season, but this season we decided that we would. Last scene was a little iffy, but we thought, well, you know what? Might as well, we might as well put our trust on. Yeah, last time didn't work, so well, I might as well give up and do it his way. I always think I have a better idea, but he always tells me, Kathy, really. Here's the thing. There's more to what he was talking about. God knows that I can be a little, like, um, stubborn. And so he, when he gives me something, he has to give it to me at least three or four times. And so I see that, like this 15, it's like, okay, there it is again. And then Matthew, you were reading something, weren't you? Oh, no, um, something pops up on his Instagram saying that he should join um, Follow Jubilee right after I had given him that. Then right after that, I'm in my car and I'm driving and I'm on WCSG and they said, this is our 50th year of Jubilee. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it already, and so I'm going back through some of our prophetic words, which I'm going to share. I'll just wait. I'm going to share in just a moment. But um, 
Would you stand to your feet, please? I want all of the people that you call this church your home to stay. Um, I just need five or six minutes of your time. Don't get your children. I'm asking that you just stay real quick. We're going to go through something, uh, give you a little update. For those of you who are visiting, um, we'll have one of our... Um, one of our uh, leaders out there to greet you and uh, to put a name with your face and and uh, just shake your hand, welcome you, because we're so excited that you're with us. It's not a coincidence that you came today. You know, it is divine of God, and he's the one that sets these things up. So I'm going to pray and dismiss you, and everybody else, if you would just stay, um, I'd appreciate it. So Father, I thank you for all that you've done today. There have been seeds that are sown for eternity. This is not something that's going to fall by the wayside. This is going into good ground, into good soil, and it's going to bear much amazing fruit. I thank you, God, for even the rivers that I saw in the realm of the Spirit. That these rivers, were, they were flowing. They weren't like trickling. They literally were flowing as though all the snow had melted and there's been rain. And it was like there was a, like a rapidness to the river. And so I thank you. That, yeah, we're in Grand Rapids. I thank you for a rapid river to flow. And um, I thank you, God, that we are that river. We are that river that you flow through. And so I thank you for divine appointments, divine interruptions. And most importantly, that there just be an ultra, ultra, like, sensitivity to the voice of the Holy Spirit throughout our day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about The Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.